Welcome to the Jamming Show. My name's Ben Villers, and I'm a fitness trainer, DJ, and MC here in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to my show. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, today's going to be a great episode, and I am going to discuss what I believe is the best short-term and maybe long-term performance enhancer, which is foam rolling, right? So foam rolling is a technique that you, know, you get a foam roller and you are applying pressure on individual targeted parts of the body to help increase mobility and function for your everyday living. But you can also use this for performance, right? So here's the textbook definition that I also got off of Google. And this podcast today is the combination of research that I've done, but mostly experience that I've observed and seen over the years. So, you know, um, foam rolling is a myofascial release. Um, it's, an it's an alternative medicine therapy claimed to be used to treating skeletal muscle immobility and pain by relaxing contracted muscles, improving blood and lymphatic circulation, and stimulating the stretch reflex in muscles. And then maybe you're wondering what fascia is, a little bit tricky term here. Um, the Google textbook definition is, it's a thin casing of connective tissue that surrounds and holds every organ, blood vessel, bone, nerve fiber, and muscle in place. So to keep it simple, it's pretty much like the outline of your body. And even if you're naturally more flexible or mobile than someone who's really stiff, you know, we all get stiffer and less mobile as we get older. Um, when we work, depending on, you know, what the work is and, um, when we sleep, right? So there are things that stack up our tightness and our dysfunction or lack of mobility. And then the genetics play a key role on pretty much where your starting point is, but even the tightest, most dysfunctional people with the time and application and consistency can improve their dysfunction and their mobility much, much higher than where it is. If you're comparing that same attitude to someone who's genetically more mobile than you, then it might be a tough race, right? So let's say, you know, Ben and Jenny, um, Ben is stiffer from this genetically than Jenny. But Jenny doesn't really do anything because she takes her mobility and flexibility for granted. But Ben wants to really work on it. So he works on it every day consistently. And over time, he actually is the same, if not better, more mobile and, and, and flexible and, and it, you know, more functional, mobile and flexible than, than Jenny. Right. But if Jenny took that same application, she might take it to an even further level. So this is a understanding of how genetics play a role in in someone's fitness. But at the same time, it's just an excuse. Right. So I say 
foam rolling specifically is the best performance enhancer because also it's the easiest and simplest thing to do right out the jump. So, um, you know, stretching, in my opinion, is much harder to do. It takes a lot more technique, knowing the exact pose, having the right form, and then holding it. Um, and then with like a Theragun or a gun, you know, massage gun or, or someone helping you, if you don't know exactly where you're going or, or how to use it, it might not be as effective as well. But it's similar to the foam roller, right? So foam rolling, you can just get on it. And even if you're not sure what you're doing exactly, it's still going to provide a lot of that functional um, purpose because you're doing it to feel good in the first place, right? So even if you're not sure how to specifically foam roll or what is amazing technique for foam rolling, um, just doing it and laying on your floor is going to provide you with benefit right? So foam rolling is the best performance enhancer, in my opinion. And here are like a couple of examples. So um, I've, you know, me personally, you know, me and my clients, when we foam roll, I've, I've seen people who are, you know, they just come out of work and they barely can squat out of work. So, you know, they, and, the, and this per, and these people can squat. So they, they, they're squatting and they, they barely can go parallel. Um, their spines like rounding, like tucking in, you know, their, their ankles aren't like loose enough and, and this is normal, but then we hit the foam roller and then immediately after that, you know, it looks like you're, they're, they're a brand new person. So I would say by textbook definition, that's a performance enhancer. You know, if you're, if you can't squat functionally before the foam rolling and then you foam roll and then after you're squatting pearly. Um, then that I would consider a performance enhancer, right? Warming up is technically a performance enhancer, right? So having a proper warm up, a good one, can be the difference between you being elite. You know, let's say your name's Johnny or or Susie, whatever, and you're an athlete, and you're pretty good. You're pretty good, but you don't really take the details seriously. You're kind of just playing, having fun, can be competitive, and that's cool. And that's cool, but imagine, you know, the like you can essentially even improve your, your performance even greater if you just took the time to warm up correctly, um, you know, because that can be the difference between, you know, you hitting it straight or you curving it to the right consistently, right? Foam rolling allows you to move more freely, right? So fascia and your body gets tight and stiff. It gets shortened. But when you foam roll, it helps bring blood flow to these areas. You know, the key to foam rolling is, is applying pressure right where you need it and holding it and continue to move, move about. And you need to hold it long enough so that your body is like, okay, we're going to have to adapt to what's happening here because it's not going away. It's consistent. We have to make changes. And that's exactly what, what the, the conversation is essentially at the micro level. So day over day, time over time, your body continues to adapt to what you're doing consistently over time. And this can help improve performance long-term 
but the day of short-term performance. So when you're foam rolling, you know, depending on the quality of it and how and know, knowing what you're doing, it can last for a couple minutes to a couple hours, like the rest of the day. So it can literally just be short term, but maybe what you're doing is just now long. Then after you're not really too worried about the quality of movements. Um, so foam rolling helps in the short term. Its benefits run out in the short term, but if you're consistent in the long term, your body will adapt and that starting point every day will be better than the starting point a couple of days ago, right? Um, a perfect example of performance enhancing from foam rolling. So I was watching the MLB home run derby um, this year. And, um, you know, I can, t- I, I repeat myself a lot of this information because people still don't, you know, even process what I'm saying. And uh, the home run derby champion Juan Soto was foam rolling during the home run derby. So what was he doing in between his at bats? He would be foam rolling in order to stay loose and functional and mobile. And this was a perfect example of performance enhancing. And he was indirectly making me look good because all of this time I'm telling people foam rolling is one of the best things you can do for performance. And at the same time, we're watching the home run derby champion. So first place foam rolling in between his at-bats so he can keep his functionality high, stay mobile, and hit bombs, okay? So if that wasn't a great example of what foam rolling can do on our performance side, I don't really know what else can, right? And this happens with me all the time. When I take the time to foam roll and stretch, my workouts are uh, so pearly, great technique, really not worrying about anything with my form because I'm confident in my techniques. And I take the time to foam roll and do this, you know, times that I think make sense to foam roll um, would be when you wake up in the morning during the day after work, when you're stressed, when you're sore, when you're injured, when you're trying to keep, you know, when you're, when you're working out consistently, these are all really, really positive things that go side by side with performance enhancing, right? So if it alleviates soreness and you're able to be less sore quicker, performance enhancing. If it helps reduce inflammation to help speed up muscle recovery so you can get back after it, muscle uh, performance enhancing. If you're injured, you've tried a bunch of things they're okay. And then you foam roll and that's really working performance enhancing. Um, and now injury prevention, right? If you, so I've already discussed this before, but injury, um, is like a formula, right? Especially when it comes to like the spine in itself. So it's, it's, it's movements times force. So, um, velocity times force. And that's movement and weight. So if you're moving weight with bad form, you're really likely to get hurt. It's like crazy how this works. Your spine and your body is designed to do certain things the way it's supposed to do correctly. And when you do it correctly with good form, no matter what it is, it's like literally the risk of injury is so low 
Um, as long as you aren't going ridiculous with, you know, the weights and, and everything else you're doing, like the ratios are right, but your risk of injury is significantly low when you're doing things right. But when you're doing things wrong, it's like the complete polar opposite. It's like, you're inevitably going to get hurt. It's like almost guaranteed when I see someone working out the wrong way, doing things with bad technique, they're going to get hurt at some point, or they're going to feel like shit at some point, or they're going to start complaining about their technique at some point, but understanding that strength looking good with the strength you're gaining and then feeling good with the strength you're gaining pain-free is the formula for knowing you're doing everything correct. So you're getting stronger, you're looking different, you're, you're, you're feeling good, your energy is good, and you're not in pain. That means you're doing things right. But if you're constantly aching, and I'm not talking about being sore, I'm talking about aching, then you're doing something wrong, right? Constantly, right? Um, but if the foam rolling is able to reduce the likelihood that your form is shit and you're able to perform all of these functional movements at a high quality level, whether it's with weight or without weight, then you're not going to get hurt, which means that foam rolling not only is a performance enhancer, it's a injury prevention technique. Right, because if it's going to help you with your quality of movements, that means you're less likely going to get hurt doing whatever it is you're doing. And you don't need weight to get hurt with bad quality movements. Bad quality movements come from being exhausted, a lack of focus, not paying attention to the details. Right. Sometimes you know there are things that you cannot help. Right, but um, it always does eventually stem back for what your routines were before. Right. So yeah, foam rolling is not only a performance enhancer, right? It's a injury prevention technique. It helps adverse getting injured, right? So many great benefits to um, using foam rolling and specifically for performance enhancing. That's what this episode is about, is about using this for performance enhancing. So here are a couple more examples of when it would be great when you're trying to like kick someone's butt, right? And, and this can be in a friendly way. Kicking someone's butt, being competitive, doesn't mean being a prick about it. Because unless you're a pro athlete, you know, competition is just like for fun. And even at the pro level, it's all for fun, right? So, you know, I was talking to someone the other day whose hobby is playing with their kids, Right. But like running around with their kids, it's not just like playing toys, but like running around and having fun physical activity with their kids. So sneakily, if you want to be better at playing with your kids without like bragging about it, you can just go and foam roll before you do it and then go ahead and play with your kids. You'll run better and be less likely to get hurt. So many adults get hurt playing with their kids. I have another client, you know, um, great guy. He gets hurt playing with his kids all the time because he loves doing shit with them. He loves like, you know, throwing them around the pool, doing activity and they're babies. Right. So he's like picking them up, you know, and these things can cause injury. Right. So if you're someone, you know, a mother or a father who likes taking care of their family, right. Their family is their priority. They don't have the, you know, time 
to go work out and be in shape because they're, they're so busy taking care of their family. Well, let's, let's rewire this thought process. So I just mentioned that you can get her playing with your kids, which means that you can get her moving boxes or cooking or cleaning or moving or all of this stuff that you like to do. But if you really like to do those things, like that's genuinely what you enjoy doing. And why would you not want to take the time to do the things that enhance your performance for that activity? And I use this example because this is a common example of why people don't like, you know, focus on their fitness. And it's very noble, it's very honorable, it's very not selfish at all, where you're sacrificing yourself for the betterment of your family and others. But you have to understand this is what you enjoy. You enjoy doing this and making the sacrifice for your family or or loved ones. So why not do it at a better level? Why not do it at a higher quality level? Why not cook better? Why not clean better? Why not play with your kids better? Why not move things around better? That's all going to happen through the quality of your movements because you can still get hurt doing those things. So if you've got an active job and you're moving around a lot, that is not your excuse to not be training. That's not the excuse. That's literally not the excuse. It's wrong and you would get it wrong on a quiz or a test with a professor or doctor or me, right? You want to do the training for that activity, Right. So if you're uh, employed doing or have a business and you're very, very active with that business, then you want to train for that business. I am a trainer. You know, I easily can tell people that I don't really have the time to work out and I don't really work out because I'm with my clients all the time and I'm walking around picking shit up all day and I don't really need to do that. But no, that's wrong. I need to work out on my own so that I don't get hurt doing those things with my clients. Okay. Another example is golfing. I like to golf. A lot of people like to golf, but one thing that's helped me improve my golf game, even though I don't play that much golf, but I know it's improving my golf game because, you know, you're just practicing some, some swings, driving some occasional play is by working on my mobility. You know, what I've learned, so when I was young, so I am naturally incredibly tight genetically. I'm, in, I'm lower back, hamstrings, very, very tight. Okay. And when I was younger, um, I was an athlete and I was, pre- I was pretty solid. I was solid, but I could have unlocked more athletic potential by working on my mobility correctly. So some things I would do as a young kid, you know, when I played sports, the coaches would run us through drills and warmups, but just because they're your coach doesn't mean they're they know shit about fitness, to be honest. These are just volunteers, whatever. And then when you hire a trainer, it doesn't even mean they have great techniques as well. So just because you hire a trainer doesn't mean like they are great at what they do either. It's like levels, right? It, it helps. They might know a little bit, but it, it all is levels. Um, you know, so I, I did some warm ups, I did some basic stretching, but I barely foam rolled. I didn't take stretching super seriously. I would stretch seriously when we were, you know, doing it as a team, but I never would do stuff by myself. And then I played some golf. I played some golf, right? And eventually I stopped playing golf because what was happening is I was continually hitting the ball right or slicing it or not making good contact. And 
I was frustrated and I didn't know what to do. So I'd be coached, you know, and they would give me some feedback and it wasn't really working. You know, it was giving me some information for the future, but it wasn't really working. Now I'm a trainer, I'm 30 years old and I'm able to look back on those moments. And one of the biggest reasons why I wasn't able to fall straight is because I was so tight. I wasn't able to keep my hips in to be able to follow through proportionally straight. Right. I was so tight. I didn't have a good mobility. So when I was swinging the club based on their advice, I wasn't really swinging it smoothly. The quality per movement per inch wasn't as quality as it could be if I had good functional movements because the path of the club going back has to quality come down make good contact in a nice straight line and follow through. This is incredibly difficult. And this is where I see the flaw in golf coaches, because unless you have a understanding of being able to coach mobility and stretching as a golf coach, I don't think you're going to have a tremendous amount of success teaching golfers. You might be able to teach, you know, new people how to golf, how to hold the club, the rules, how to swing, you know, you're able to give them feedback on their technique, but you're not really solving the problem of them being a consistent golfer. A lot of people who go to golf lessons, including myself, you know, they get the lessons, but then they eventually go back to golf and they're not like great at golf. They're not great at golf and they're not able to do these things on their own, even with the proper technique being given to them. What I believe is the biggest gap there is the mobility. So if you took the time to do foam rolling before you played with someone or, or, or driving range or anything, I literally guarantee you, you will have a significantly better day, better reps, happier, less pissed off, less stressed, less likely to get hurt. Golfing, you can get hurt, you know. Golf is incredibly tough, skillful, and physically demanding. Many people don't agree with this, but, you know, this is wrong. You know, a pro golfer, sure, they have a caddy, right? And, and when you're recreationally golfing, you have, a, you have a, uh, uh, a golf cart. But first of all, balance is key, right? I, I promote this with everything, and having imbalances in your body can cause issues. So, Swinging golf, you play a lot of golf, can easily create imbalances in your body, which causes long-term problems. So there you go, physically demanding on the body. Then if you're not a pro golfer and you don't have a lot of money, you are walking with your clubs, you know, maybe walking 18 holes. You're out there for four plus hours. You're swinging and missing. You're hitting the ground. You're, you're, you're hurting your knees. You're hurting your back. Golf is incredibly, incredibly physically demanding. It's just a different kind of demanding. So people who say golf isn't hard or not a sport are just a bit clueless because playing golf is very physically demanding. You can easily hurt yourself, which means you want to have your quality of movements on point all the time because I told you force times velocity equals injury. And while the club isn't very heavy, your force is trash, which means you're likely to get hurt right? You know, baseball, biking, running, football, 
all these things would be great to do before you compete. If I took on a sports program, which I'm confident I can do, but it's not like the goal at the moment, you know, but if it ever became something, first of all, what I would do is I'd buy a bunch of foam rollers. I'd buy a bunch of foam rollers enough where essentially anyone could have one at any time and enough where the whole team can do it as a warm-up drill, right? Because I know that they would be having a higher chance of success by just taking the time to do this, right? But it would also help with so many other things, you know, as a, you know, being able to have the patience to do this helps you improve your patience, helps reduce your stress, helps lower your anxiety by being able to slow down and do this correctly because time is the sauce. It's not the speediness or getting through this quick or just doing it just to do it or doing a bunch of different things. And like, no, like it's about taking your time, letting the sauce be saucy, letting time do its thing. And that's going to create the best result and give you the most likelihood of success. And that's what it's all about is having the highest likelihood of success. When you're doing something competitive or for fun, you want to be good at it. Even if it's just for fun, if you're just playing pickup basketball with your friends, you're not trying to be the guy who's like bragging they won or, or obnoxiously showing off. You want to be the person who just wins because that's what you're doing. You're playing basketball. You're not there to like lose. You're there like just to at least win. You're there to have fun, which means not being brick. It means hitting your shots. Um, it means you, you know, you're playing basketball, pick up with your friends, not get hurt. It's to have fun, have cardio. So you don't want to suck at playing pick a basketball. You feel me? You don't want to suck at having the fun you're trying to do. You want it to be stress-free. So you, how do you do that? You improve the likelihood of success. And that is through performance enhancing stuff. And instead of using supplements or drugs or whatever, you, you can easily use a, a foam roller, which is so good for you. And you don't have to consume anything. Give your, your digestion a little rest. And um, you'll be a happy camper. You'll be a, a happy camper. All right, foam rolling is just a self-massaging technique. So think of a foam roller as a packed away masseuse. Technically, going to a good masseuse would be exactly what the doctor ordered on a regular basis. But the problem with this is that that costs money. And then you have to find a masseuse that you like, right? Because just because someone's a masseuse or someone's a trainer or someone's a doctor, that's like the first level of credential, right? It's that they are doing that for a living. Okay. So that means they're in the realm of options, but then they have to know what they're doing, dude. Like they have to know what they're doing and then be able to apply it with experience over and over and over again. So again, just because you have a trainer doing foam rolling doesn't mean shit. Just because you're going to a masseuse, giving you a massage doesn't mean shit. Just because you go to a physical therapist or a doctor doesn't mean shit. It has to be, okay, you're going to a, a, a trainer and then it's like, okay, is the trainer doing a good job? Do they, do they like, are they, you feel like they're doing a good job? And the same with the masseuse and same thing with everything, right? So first it's the credential, then it's the option that they're doing it. Then they have to know what they're doing and then be good at it. So think of the foam roller as a packed away masseuse that you can use at any time for free help improve your performance on a short-term and long-term basis by improving the quality of movements across the board 
for all of the things you like to do. I have a lot of other information here about foam rolling itself. But again, this episode is about what I believe is the best thing for short-term performance. What is the best performance enhancer? And I feel like I've gotten that message clear in this episode. If you have more questions about foam rolling, feel free to reach out. I've got a lot of foam rolling techniques on my app, um, which you're able to do consistently and record so you can see the results over time. So if you have any questions about that, just, just reach out. Otherwise, I really enjoyed the show, this episode. I thought it was a lot of quality information here. And until next time, folks, have a great, great rest of your day.